Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Heel Turn, our live weekly wrestling show and the official podcast of ProWrestling.Cool. The video pod- game podcast that's sometimes about wrestling. Wait, no, the, the wrestling podcast that's sometimes about video? I, I, I don't know. We're not the echo chamber. We actually have a focus, and it's professional wrestling. Which is what we're going to talk about, which means we're going to discuss all that went down this week in WWE, including Raw, SmackDown Live, 205 Live, NXT, and believe it or not, this Sunday's Money in the Bank. Hard to believe it. It is, in fact, this Sunday. Yep. I'm Owen, joined as always by John. And I am joined as always, not only by you, but everybody out there in internet land. Isn't that cool? It's not cool. We're streaming over at Mixler.com slash Zonecast and Twitch.tv slash Ozone Online. So uh, check us out there. We're monitoring our chats and our Twitter at The Heel Turn. So send us your questions and your comments, and we will get to them as we deem fit. Owen. Hello. I'm going to be honest. I haven't really paid that much attention to wrestling this week. Weird, as if you were playing a video game nonstop. Yeah, that happened. My hand hurts. Yeah, complain to me about your hands hurting when I played 554 songs in Rock Band. Oh, I'm fully aware that your hands hurt more. I'm just saying my hands hurt. Like, they hurt, like, real bad. Like, my... Because I was playing all those on Expert, and they're like, here, strum these real fast, and also hit all these buttons. I'm like, no, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. It is hard. But we did it. We we accomplished our goal. If if people tuned in on our Twitch at twitch.tv slash ozone online, they saw us accomplish... The Bloodstone. We in, did in it. We were one of the eight. We were. We're just that good. Best in the world. I mean, I'm, I was best in the world because I got first place in XP for base. Pretty, pretty, I, I had not gotten that before, so that was pretty exciting. Yeah, so that happened and also other video games happened to distract you i'm assuming because the electronic three is going on it sure is which is why if you're looking at prowrestling.cool and saying where are the write-ups this is the week that we don't do them look man we've been watching video game stuff and let's be honest so have you yeah especially you didn't if, you're watch watching, Raw. if you're watching twitch you're probably not even watching us right now you're probably watching someone else talk about video games it's possible what, and probable. Which is kind of what we're going to be doing right now. We're going to talk about some video games. There's some stuff out there that they announced. First things first, John. If we're talking about E3, I talked to you about the best game of the show. What's that? Sonic Mania. Oh, really? They announced stuff today. Go on. Because, the, you know, the, Aaron Weber, the, the, the guy who make, makes all the shit posts. He's been, he's been going around saying, yeah, look at this Sonic game that's Sonic Forces. That game looks like it's probably good. But you go look at Sonic Mania. It's probably the best game ever made. Okay, then. And he said, here. If a, bad, if a man who makes bad posts on the internet says it, it must be true. It is. I mean, that's we say things on this podcast, and we do the same thing. So, just throwing it out there. The point is, John, uh, you like the Sonic 2, right? I'm quite a fan of the Sonic 2, yes. What about the second level? Chemical Plant Zone is uh-huh. a difficult level. Well, the, the the scariest part is the part where you drown in the water. Oh, yeah. You gotta climb up that small little chamber and then ride on the uh, the little movie platform. Mm-hmm. But, John, in the remixed version in Sonic Mania, 
there are these injectors that you can activate. And they inject a gelatin substance into the water and turns it into gel. What? Yeah. It turns the water part into gel and then instead of you know going to the water and drowning, you just bounce off it like a big old trampoline. That is bizarre. It's crazy. But it's extremely cool. The new version of Chemical Plan Zone looks fantastic. It's a weird game, Owen. Also, John, they revealed the final boss at the end of a Green Hill Zone. Okay. Because they kept like not showing that part whenever they showed the trailer. Like, we got to the end of Act 2, eh, we're not going to go to the boss. It's time. What do you think the boss of Green Hill Zone is? Is it going to be what they always intended on, which was having you run away from a giant boulder? No. I mean, you're kind of running away from a thing, but not that. Okay. What if I told you that at the end of Green Hill Zone, instead of fighting Robotnik with the with the wrecking ball, you instead fought the final boss of Sonic 2? The the big robot? Oh yeah. What? You fight, you fight the big robot from Sonic 2. What? And it acts the exact same way, you know, with the uh the, the hands that shoot out and it jumps and you got to hit the specific part of it. It also is chasing you through Green Hill Zone. What? It's amazing. This game is so good, John. I'm so excited about it. It's a weird game, Owen. I know, and he's he's like talking about the game. He's like, yeah, we're we're, we're not telling you a lot about this game because we want you to play it and you know be really surprised at what where they go with it because it's pretty cool. Okay, I mean, I'm already very surprised and confused, mostly. Yeah, you fight you fight the robot at the, at the Green Hill Zone. It's, it's uh, really weird. Oh, I love it. It's great. So, John, since I talked about a video game that I liked at E3, why don't you tell me about one that you like? I mean, there's no way that we weren't going to talk about Super Mario Odyssey, and oh my god. Uh, so you mean Ghost Trick 2? Oh my god. John, your hat is a ghost. You take over everything! It, John, your your hat is a ghost and you ghost trick into things. You become the frog and the... No, because ghost trick was you take over inanimate objects and, like, you, you can jostle the inanimate objects in, ghost in Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah, but you also take over a frog and then you put a fucking mustache on the frog and a dinosaur? Yeah. Oh my god! That's what I'm saying, it's Ghost Trick 2, they, they took it one step further. You, you can become a human being. This, this game's amazing. Game looks incredible. I, I'm going to play the hell out of it. You know what else I'm going to play the hell out of, John? What's that, Owen? Mario and Rabbids. Yeah. What the hell? They made an XCOM game. He's like, yo, what if we gave Mario a gun? And also now it's XCOM. And it turns out, yeah, what if you did that? And I'm like, yeah, I would play it. I would buy it on the Switch and play it. That's what would happen. Obviously. Turns out. Put put Mario into Overwatch. Have enemies sneak up on him and he shoots them in the face with a gun. Oh, man. 
I don't know, man. That's that game looks real cool. Did you see the Ubisoft uh, conference? I did. And you saw that the, the the creative guy actually like teared up because he was so proud of the game. Yep. I love I love that this game. I I want I want to play this game. Yeah, I I that game looks crazy and weird, and I'm totally down with it. This has been a pretty good E3. Even I mean, the yeah, there's been so many amazing announcements, like the fact that the avatars are getting a, a big update and being like super inclusive. I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I more meant just like, oh man, now they all look like Disney characters, and why? You know why they're bringing back the avatars? No, I don't. There's only one explanation for why they would bring back the Xbox avatars. Because they're going to relaunch one versus the hundred. Let's go. I mean, I'd be into that. I don't think that's going to happen. Let's do it. Come on. Why not? It'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It would be pretty cool. I liked 1 vs. 100. Did you ever play it? Yeah, totally. I was the one once. What? Yeah. No way. I mean, I was the, the 1 versus the 100, yeah. How? I don't even know. Like, I don't understand, because I know two people have done that now, and that makes no sense. How How is that possible? Really fucking lucky. Wow. I was also the one in the 100 a couple times. That's, no, that's not, that, that can't be real, come on. I was never anything in the game, I just sat in the audience and played along. Man, this sucks. One of the times that I was the 100, if it makes you feel any better, uh, th- my fucking game timed out and it kicked me out and I was really pissed. Rip. Yeah, 1 versus 100 didn't, you know, run very well. I'm sure it'll run well on the Xbox One, very stable console. The Xbox One X with all of its amazing power. And the UI is dollars UI still gonna crash. Also, I am not buying that system. Five hundred dollars. They didn't learn their lesson last time. Well, they put twelve teraflops of whatever in there. I don't know. Well, I bet you it's still gonna run like garbage. There's a. I'm gonna be honest. Like, there's a. There was a bunch of cool stuff that have been in this E3. Like the new Wolfenstein looks amazing. The uh, new- yeah. Mario looks fucking awesome. There's uh, there's a couple things that have really disappointed me, though. Like, I I wish I cared about Crackdown 3. Oh, we're going to play that. Come on. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, that trailer just did nothing for me. Terry Crews was there. Terry Crews was there, but, I mean, yeah, it's Terry Crews has been a lot of places. I, I don't on, need... John. Yeah? What if he's the voice this time? No. And then you have to fight Terry Crews at the end of the game. No, I would not be okay if they got rid of, if they replaced Agent with him. I mean, do you think they're going to bring back Agent Guy? They should. If they don't, then I'm not playing it. That's fair. But yeah, they they showed me the one thing I needed to see from Crackdown 3. Just go, okay, I'm going to play that. I know, it had agility orbs. Yeah, they had agility orbs. It's all you need. Put the agility orbs in. You know what else had agility orbs and had way more fun traversal? Saints Row? Saints Row 4? Hey, John, guess what? What's that? What if I told you that Microsoft brought on the guys that did Saints Row 4 for this game? 
wait, then who's making the 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 other one that they're doing? Ages of Mayhem? Yeah, also, where the fuck is Ages of Mayhem? They showed the trailer. Oh, do they have not, another trailer? Not during, not during the conference, but this week they showed it and said, yeah, pre-order now and you get to get Johnny Gat in the game, because of course I'm, you do. I did not see that there was a new trailer. Well, I'm, I'm friends with someone who works at Deep Silver now, and he's been promoting it nonstop, so yeah. You can pre- pre-order that game and get Johnny Gat, because of course you do. I mean, of course you do. It's Johnny Gat. Yeah. But the, what I'm saying is, it, like, yeah, they... But yeah, they had the, the the team that was working on Crackdown on the Giant Bomb stream on a Tuesday night, and they said, yeah. They said, we want to make Crackdown, we want to make it, like, have crazy powers like Sancho 4, and have, like, the destructibility of uh, Red Faction. Why not bring those guys in to make the game? It makes sense. I guess, again, my my worry here is just that, like, the specifics of Crackdown's movement and just, like, the climbing is something that I find very hard to go back to just because so many games have done it, be- like, I feel, like, better since then. So, they're so improve I, guess, I guess my worry is just, like, I wonder what elements of Crackdown they're willing to change and what elements are not. Because I could see some people feeling like that's a core element of Crackdown that you need to keep, and I'm not sure I agree with that. John, there, there's three things that you need in Crackdown for it to be a Crackdown game. Agility orbs. A cool narrator voice. And a car transforms. Those are the three things that I do appreciate. It's true. I'm just saying, if you have those, then you're good. You got, you got your Crackdown game. You don't need anything else. You can, you can change the traversal stuff all you want. Okay. Make it more like Saints Row 4. I mean, hey, again, if they make it more like Saints Row 4, then I'm down with it. It's just... I, I genuinely worry, because it's been... It's been ten years. God, I said they brought in the guys who did that to make this game. Still! They, they looked at Saints Row 4 and said, that's what we want Crackdown to be. Still, like... You can bring in the guys all you want if you don't give them the reins to do what they need to do... That'll be another thing, and so, like I genuine, you know, I think it's there's a genuine concern there of like the the guy who's running it is the dude what made the original Crackdowns or the or the original Crackdown, which yeah, that game was really cool. Remember the game that he went off to make after that? Nope, I don't. It was eight PB. I don't even know what that is. The the weird massively multiplayer GTA that was really bad. No, I'm good. Doesn't ring a bell, and I don't want it to. Yeah, I I played that at the first PAX. How'd that go? Doesn't mean you're good. Yeah. I, I was like, you know what? Maybe this'll be okay. Then it wasn't. Uh, are there any other games since so we can wrap up E3 stuff and talk about uh, about professional wrestling? Uh, yeah, a couple things. Um, for one, I will totally play Undertale again. I've not played Undertale. Yo, have you seen that collector's edition? I mean, for people who like Undertale, I bet that's really cool. You get a locket! Okay. And the locket is a music box! Like an actual one? Yeah! That's pretty cool. Like you open it up and it plays a song! Okay. That's really cool! 
I mean, I get a I get a sock statue on a, standing on Genesis. I'm I'm not saying that's not cool either. And and a, and a Genesis cartridge with a gold ring. Again, pretty cool. Again, I don't have the connection to Undertale, so it's it's not working for me. But that if if here's you're the connection you need, good. Undertale's got really good music. That's about all. Okay, cool. You, you get a thing that plays is one of the Undertale songs, but it's a music box, that's like awesome. an actual music box. That's kind of neat. That's good. I'm, I'm glad that that's coming out. Also, you get a soundtrack and other shit, an art book. Also, it's coming to Vita. Yes. Also, you'll look at this trailer with a cool ass monster truck. Oh yeah, that's how it started. I forgot. <laughs> it was pretty sick. You get to use the monster truck in Undertale now. Hope so. That would be neat. Mm-hmm. Also, there's a bunch of things that now exist that probably shouldn't exist. Like what? And that's kind of cool, but also weird. What? Metroid Prime Four? What? Yeah, I don't like Metroid Prime. I love Metroid Prime, and I think it's cool that they're making a fourth one. I just also don't really understand why. And also, they don't have Retro doing it. Wait, really? Nope. Confirmed. Who's doing it? I, they don't. They didn't say. But they said it's not Retro. No. So that's weird. That I find hard to believe. I mean, it's it's true though. What else uh, is weird, John? Beyond Good and Evil Two. Yeah, I don't understand that. You you explained what. Beyond Good and Evil 1 is to me, and I said, that trailer doesn't look like any of that. That game doesn't sound like any of that, either. It sounds like a weird No Man's Sky sort of Mass Effect thing? Okay, th- those are things that are... That, well, one of, okay, that's near, a really, that's a really okay weird anymore. way to follow up uh, by making a... when this thing is a prequel to your first game that was, like, a, a Zelda-like game, but you also took pictures? I don't, I don't know. Zelda Dead Rising, basically. Okay, cool. Anything else? It's a cool-ass game. I, I don't know about this Beyond Good and Evil 2, but I mean, I'm glad that Michelle's getting to make it. I hope this doesn't fuck with Wild. Yeah. Also, where the fuck was Wild? I don't know. I mean, I, I think they put the burden to Assassin's Creed. Come on, man. You know that Wild's published by Sony. I know, but the they put the bird into that. I don't know. But they didn't have the juggalos, so what's the point? I don't know what to tell you, John. I don't make game deals. I'm not Dave Lang. Who apparently is working on a game that they were showing off at E3 this year. I didn't see it. It's called Extinction, I think. Something. It's a, it's a third-person action game, and I tuned into the Sony stream, and they were showing the game off, and, I, and the person talking, I'm like, that sounds like Dave Lang. That's that's funny. And then they cut to the to the couch, and there was Dave Lang talking. I'm like, oh fuck, it is Dave Lang. I did not know he had a game. Damn you, Dave Lang. Dave Lang still a threat. Also, fuck you, Dave Lang. R. Anyway, R. video games. R.I.P. Dave <coughs> Lang. You saw the Devolver thing, right? That I sent you. Yes. Dear God. The, the Dave Lang Memorial Convention Center. <laughs> That Devolver thing was something it was art. really weird. It was art. That's what it was. Video games are art now. I, I don't I don't understand why this industry decided to 
collectively turn on Dave Lang. I mean, have you met the man? Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. Fuck Dave Lang. I met him. I I met him at the dive kick booth and was like, "Yo, your game's cool shit." Yeah, but did you meet him in a giant bomb related area? Which I did, and he's a monster. Well, yeah. Also, I work with him in League of Heels. He's 100% a monster. You put that money in the box for Dan Reichert. What's the problem? I, yeah, I was there for that one. That was hilarious. Uh, also, that was all John Drake's fault. Is that it for video games, John? I said video games, so yeah. Okay, so let's let's get into the wrestling part of the show, because that's what this show is really about. So I'm going to hit... The jingle for the news. Hey, John? Yes, Owen? Not a lot of wrestling news. No, it's almost like everybody understands that it's E3, nobody cares. True, but I do have a a couple things. Um, Okay. Marvin Ollard's got another thing going. Yeah, I heard this. Uh, he is now doing a commentary for the Bellator. Now, I mean, obviously I know that this is the case, but I will play for the crowd and, and say, hold on, Owen. Bellator is still a going concern? I actually wrote in the notes, yes, John, Bellator is still a thing. Why do you think I was calling it out? I wasn't sure if you actually saw the notes and you just assumed that I made that joke. But yes, John, Bellator is still a thing. I don't know what... It, it might still be on Spike? I don't know. I'm gonna look this up. You do that, but uh, yeah, he's doing doing stuff for, apparently on TV. So oh, good, good for him! Good for Morrow. He deserves something. And, uh... Okay, I typed Bellator into, into the Google... And the th- the first thing I see is a top story from Bloody Elbow that says, Bellator 180, Israeli Batman prepares to fight in Madison Square Garden. Hell yeah, man. Both and I'm awesome. already on board. So, okay, yeah, it says it's on, uh, they still have a website on Spike.com, so. There you go. I told you. All right, so they got an event on pay-per-view on... In ten days. Well, good for them. I don't know if they... Maybe they don't do a TV show anymore. So, John. Do you want to hear the other news? Because it's bad. Oh, okay, sure. Uh, the the Mark Andrews. The, uh, the guy from the United Kingdom. Uh, the Mandrews. Yes, the Mandrews. Um, he got injured... At the UK Download Festival on Saturday. What? Yeah. What happened? It, it, now, first question, it wasn't during that hilarious bit that they did during his band, was it? No. It was during because, a man tag. Okay, it was during one of the matches that happened. Mm-hmm. So, does that mean that he didn't get his, his uh, title shot? No, he got a title shot. That was, like... Another match. Or Pete Dunn, you know, attacked them and it didn't happen. I mean, he didn't get the, to get the belt. But it was during an eight-man tag. And uh, one of the officers of pain uh, clo- clotheslined him. And something went wrong. 
and he had to be stretchered off. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Do we know what happened to him? I'm not. I'm. I'm, I'm trying to figure out find details, but uh, there's a bunch of pictures of him being helped off in an ambulance to a local hospital. That's no good. I hope he gets better. He's holding his neck. So here we go. Here's WWE's statement. Andrews was quickly evaluated by WWE medical personnel. A statement passed along to WWE.com read: A CT scan of Andrews came back negative, with just bruising evident. Mark should. Uh, would like to thank all his fans for their concern. So it's not like a big injury, thank God, but it's still scary. Neck injuries are serious. Hope everything is... Hope everything actually is okay with them. Yeah, seriously. That's that's terrible. Mm-hmm. So do you have any other news? Wrestling is bad. I mean, that's not news, that's just a universal truth. Well, then we'll move right on to uh, the worst of wrestling, which is, you're going to tell me about Monday Night Raw. So I was watching this show live. Why? And then Bray Wyatt started to speak, oh. and I turned it off. Oh, wow. I mean, was and that I went... the first segment of the show? No, that was around the 9 o'clock mark. Wow, you lasted an hour. Good, good for you. It's more than most people, because... I didn't say in the news because it's the news every week that Raw had the lowest ratings of all time. Oh, they did. I actually was was hoping to confirm that they did. But that doesn't surprise me in the least. Well, the NBA Finals was going on again, so yeah, you know. Right. You know. I suppose that makes some sense, but still. I'm going to be real sad if the... They deserve it. That's all I'm saying. I'm they deserve say to have the lowest ratings. I'm going to be real sad if the ratings go up even a, a slight amount next week because there's no NBA Finals. Yep. I just want them to stay down until they learn their lesson. Please do. I mean, I don't understand how Raw could be this bad. No, uh, first of all, I'm going to say I did not watch Raw, and I've not looked anything up about it yet because I was busy this week. But isn't the main events thing Brock Lesnar against Samoa Joe? And doesn't that isn't that supposed to be incredible? Uh, you mean the main event thing is in like? The highlight of the show? Uh, it, should, it should be, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and it was good. Oh, good. So what happened? With it that? also was literally the thing that happened the in the beginning of the show. Oh, great. They started with a showstopper. Yeah, they, they literally started with a showstopper. Hmm. Of having, like, of opening with Brock Lesnar and, and Paul Heyman doing one of those stuff. Uh, and basically, then... Samoa Joe comes out and they start fighting. Okay. They did the Undertaker thing. Yeah, and then had like security run out and try to break them up, and then they both take out the security guards and keep fighting. So then the entire locker room empties out to stop them. So they, they did do the Undertaker thing. Yeah, totally. Did they also continue it backstage? Uh, no, not not really. They they oh. were able to break them up. Darn, because they did that for the Undertaker thing. Also, uh... And it was good. I mean, it was a great segment, but the problem is, you know, we need to look at things in context here. 
and a great segment with, you know, let's look at what the story is supposed to be between these guys. It's supposed to be two monster dudes who are completely unstoppable and completely badass, just like murdering each other to death until one of them can't get up anymore, right? Yeah, it sounds great. What has Samoa Joe's run in the main roster been up until now? What is his character? He's big. He's Samoan. That's everyone's gimmick. They're Samoan. Well, yeah, I guess that is true. But no, like the pro- the thing is that his gimmick up until now has basically been that like he's an opportunist and like he doesn't really ever win looking super strong. He wins because like he plays off of the fact that like other shit happens and people get distracted. Like, let's remember his first match on like his first match on Raw was against Roman Reigns and he won it. But it was only because fucking Braun Strowman got involved. Wait, what? You don't remember this? Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, back in February, dog. Great. Look at other things. Like, let's say he's winning the the Fatal Five-Way. Mm-hmm. He spent most of the Fatal Five-Way just, like, picking dudes apart with Bray Wyatt until, like, eventually, like, he, Bray turned on him or whichever. I honestly don't even remember at this point. fuck Bray Wyatt. Yeah, which, true, fuck Bray Wyatt. But, like, literally, the ending of the match is Finn Balor is about to pin Bray Wyatt, but Samoa Joe sneaks up behind him while he's going for the pin and gets him in the Coquita clutch and knocks him out. Mm-hmm. That like, is what happened. The entire, like, the entire run has basically been Samoa Joe is an opportunistic dirtbag who, yeah, he's really good, he's really tough, but he's never really gotten a chance to show that. And yet now we're just supposed to believe it because they're telling us it. Like, it's the once again, like we always talk about, it's the classic problem of WWE, like, thinking that something is true just because they say it. Instead of actually showing their work and making it true. Yeah. It's like we've talked about months ago when they kept doing historic first ever matches. Like, you know, okay, you keep saying that, like, this... Sasha Banks, Charlotte, Hell in a Cell is historic because you've never done a a women's Hell in a Cell match before. Does anyone remember that match? I remember it existed. I don't know what happened. Yeah, because it wasn't good. See, at least when they're saying that the women's money in the bank is historic, they, you know, they set it up by giving a reason why they even have it. And then continue to put these characters, you know, on television and explaining their motivations and having them compete and whether or not they're able to follow through on it with the uh with the actual match itself and making it historic which honestly I'm I find a little bit questionable because it's this current regime of WWE like at least with the work smackdown has been putting in like they've shown their work enough that it makes it at least somewhat believable mhm like with raw who no like I don't buy it because Literally, you've spent the past several weeks, if not months, showing me the exact opposite. So then you don't get to turn around and say, well, this is true now. Mm -hmm. And yet that is just constantly what they're doing. And it's, you know, it's a problem because it's like, I want to believe in this in this match. Like, I think that this match is going to be really cool and really exciting. But the story is not there because they've literally done 
show no work for making Samoa Joe be this tough badass guy. Like, literally, the only things that you have to rely on are, hey, remember what he did in NXT? Yeah, why? It's not a character. Are they not, like, letting him have squash matches and, like, just destroying people like what they did with Braun Strowman? No. Do you remember what happened last week? He had a main event match against Seth Rollins that he won when Bray Wyatt did his spooky sounds. I know. I'm just. I'm just saying. Like, why aren't they? Do- hand- that's example of them not, you know, doing the work. Exactly. It's yeah. That's not. That's not exciting. They're- and like, it doesn't make sense because they're capable of doing the work. Christ, they did the work with Elias Sampson this week. What, what what did he do? He had an opening thing where he fucking played, ate a song about how much he hates being in Lafayette and how much he hates Dean Ambrose. And then the Dean Ambrose came out and they had a match and Elias Sampson won because the Miz came out and was doing the yes chant and everything and distracted him. Also, John, uh, like, yeah, okay. Like you could argue that it's pretty much the exact same story. Elias Sampson is an opportunist. He doesn't look really strong, but this makes sense for the character that they're defining him as. They're not putting him as anything else. And again, it makes total sense that like the Miz is going to show up and be a fucking dick bag to Dean Ambrose for literally no reason. Mm-hmm. Also, John, I want to point out that uh, Mashdown Babylon in the, in the Mixler chat says that he actually liked the women's Hell in a Cell match. Okay, well, we found one. There you go. Good. Because you know, so, like, some people actually did enjoy that match. It just did not seem to leave an impression on either of us. Nothing on that pay-per-view left an impression on me, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we put that Hell in a Cell pay-per-view on our worst list. We sure did! And for good reason. Anyway, they continue not to show their work with a whole bunch of shit, but like, hey... You want to see a whole bunch of shit that you've seen multiple times before? No. Hey, Owen, you like the gold dust? I was ju- I, How did I know that was what you were going to bring up? You like the R-Truth? No. Because they're still doing this. They're still having them cut the exact same video promos. I can't believe that. I can't believe they, they, it's not even leading anywhere or progressing at all. And part of me loves the fact, like, don't get me wrong. Part of me loves the fact that they are so leaning back into, no, motherfucker, this is classic Goldust. This is, you hate me, they're like, you hate me because I'm different and weird and androgynous. And they're not, they're not saying gay anymore, thank God, because that was a bad part of old Goldust. But again, they're leaning into, like, the, I'm a weird fucking walking Oscar statue, like, androgynous thing. You hate me because of it. And, like, part of me loves that because, like, again, Dustin Rhodes being able to do, like, his good-ass shit is one of the best things ever. It's something that should have been happening years ago. Mm-hmm. If they did this when he was having his brief heel run and with Stardust, that would have been even more amazing. Yeah, remember the ball the potential they had there and just didn't go anywhere? Yeah, remember that blow-off match that they had that no. was, like, terrible? No, I don't remember it. It was, it was that really bad. bad. It was really bad. 
No, again, like, Goldust, this should be awesome. I should be super excited for Goldust to be Goldust again, because he's one of my favorite wrestling characters ever. And yet, this is like, what, week four? Week five of him cutting one of these video promos on R-Truth? And then later on, R-Truth responds with another video promo where he basically does the exact I'm a bad mother shut your mouth bit that he stole from Shaft? <sighs> like, are they going to have a match? I don't know! Are like, not even against each other, but are they going to have, like, a match? I, I don't know anymore! Are they even at the arena, or, or did they just pre-tape one and they just keep re-airing it? I mean, I have to assume that they're just doing multiple takes of the of the one, and that's why the wording is slightly different and why Goldust has a different movie quote every time. And R-Truth always has the same movie quote? Well, yeah, because R-Truth is only seen in, like, two movies. Fair. It makes sense for the character. I'm not denying that. Just it's been going on too long. Yeah. It's just, you're also doing the thing where you're not, you're supposed to make me believe in R-Truth as a believable character, and not just this crazy guy who talks to invisible people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mash a lot of stuff like that this week. Hmm? Uh, Mash Down Babylon in the chat says that they are going to send each other off, which I assume means that they're both getting their careers on this feud. Oh, man. Which, is, that, that would be a bummer. That like, would be such a bummer. Gold, Gold Dust at least deserves something better. They I'd even bummer. argue that potentially our truth deserves something better. Ever uniting with the Miz? Maybe. I don't know. The awesome truth makes a comeback. Remember remember that time they fought The Rock and John Cena? Nope. And the match lasted like a second? Nope. That was on a that was the main event of a Survivor series. The tag team champions, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's always a great era of Raw. Speaking of tag teams, how's the tag team division? Uh, I, I believe, though, we still have a couple things to keep talking about in their, in this, they're still doing it subheader here, Owen. Oh, I thought this was part of it. Did they actually do something different with the tag teams? Oh, we'll get to that, but okay. uh, we'll get to that because that was the main event. What? It was the main event of the show. Oh, God. Two out of three falls match. Oh, okay. Okay. That sounds okay. Were the, yeah. Were the until- titles? We'll get yeah totally. That was this was the rematch. This was the Hardy's rematch. Oh okay. Then tell me about that later. So yeah, we'll get to it. Ba- it's got its own band. issues. Okay. Uh, hey Owen, you you like this uh, Titus Brand story? Uh, actually, yes. What if I told you that Apollo Cruz and Kalisto fought again? Okay, I don't like that part. There you go. I like the part on the two hundred five live. I'm potentially interested in this Tozawa thing, I, w- I will be honest. The best part is that you can totally tell that they taped it at Raw and they're just airing it now, because Titus yeah. never shows up in the arena. Yeah. It's really funny. I'm potentially interested in what they're doing with with Titus and, like, this stupid thing, if they're actually willing to go with it and not just, like, shrug it off and have it be the Apollo-Titus feud now. But, dear God, I never need to see Apollo Crews and Kalisto fight again. Oh, but Kalisto's so good. Did he win the match? Shit, no! What? 
Paul Cruz won. Well, at least they're 50-50 booking it. Yep. Instead of doing the Hardys thing where they win every time. Did you know that in our stats section over at ProWrestling.cool slash statistics, Kalisto is currently one of the top uh, wrestlers on the brand. Did you know that The Miz had a match? No, I didn't. I don't. I, I literally don't know anything about this wrong, John. Oh, yeah, The Miz had a match against Heath Slater and Rhino. Wait, a handicap match? No, he had a mystery partner. Oh, okay, I remember. I, I did hear about this. The guy in the bear costume! Because they're still doing this! Here's Johnny Gargano. That's who it is. Well, he was the segment last week. Wait, was it? Yeah, remember he, during his celebration, he beat, beat him up and the head fell off? I didn't know that was him. I thought that was someone else. That was Johnny Gargano! Alright, if you say so. Like, no, they confirmed. Like, we saw his face. It was him. Okay. But what if at the end of this they reveal that the, uh, that's actually, uh, Adam Rose? No. Never. Go, f- go f- full circle. No, never. Never, 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 never. Okay, fine. Fair enough. Did you, did you hear who the ultimate reveal of the rabbit was supposed to be at one time? Yeah. It was gonna be Vince. What the fuck? That's that's that would be I would have laughed that 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 was the actual thing that would be so really funny. But yeah, the point is they they did the bit again where the Miz jumped the bear and attacked him and whoops it wasn't Ambrose it was just some dude but then the bear shows back up again and this time it is Ambrose. Oh, so it wasn't Johnny Gargano this time? No. Oh. Okay. It would be, it would have been funny if it was uh, Champa. Like okay. I get what you're doing, WWE. You know what else they're still doing? What? Still trying to make us care about Bailey. No, because I saw that segment a couple weeks ago and I said never again, Bailey. Oh, but what about they had a pre-taped interview with Corey Graves this week? What did what did they have to say? Bailey was like, basically talked about how she's here to put smiles on people's faces and not bruise people, and that, you know, she doesn't, she basically justified why she didn't have the the cojones or the the ovaries or whatever to hit, to hit Alexa Bliss with a kendo stick. Uh, What was the reasoning? Because that's not the kind of person she is. Fuck off. She wants to, she wants to capture... Or the women's championship in time for WrestleMania 34 her way. That's a long time. The good, kind, sweet way. Which, hey, this would have made sense as a good character work if you hadn't had everything up until the fucking match at Extreme Rules. Like we talked about last time. Yeah. Like, Bailey isn't some pristine, like, goody-goody character anymore, because you've turned her into yet another, like, shit-heel fucking raw baby face that thinks that they can basically do whatever they want. Uh-huh. Because they're in the right. Like, you don't get to suddenly then pull this character change and then, like, oh, no, this is who Bailey really is. Like, you haven't shown your work. They're really lazy writing. No, it's incredibly lazy and incredibly cynical because they just think that, like, 
we're not going to notice and we're not going to care. Like, I... I really do wonder if, you know, if it's like that that tweet that you showed me a couple months ago where, like, the guy commented on how basically they book okay, their segments as if they're, like, sketches on a comedy, on, like, an SNL. Like, yeah. nothing carries over into the next week. There's no actual story things going on. It's just, hey, it's your favorite characters, and whoa, they did something wacky. That's, at least that's how it feels, like, on Raw, which is crazy because they have all this time to... to they could do all this great stuff with all this time they have that I sometimes get jealous with on SmackDown because we have to rush things sometimes. It's just and the height of... waste it. It's just the height of laziness. And really, like, I think that part of this extends to, and I know that you'll talk about this a little more in SmackDown, but, I mean, they did reveal it on Raw, so let's just talk about it. So John Cena is a free agent now. Yeah. What? Why? So, basically, your solution for Raw's really bad and the ratings are really bad is, well, let's just put John Cena on the show. Let's just have John Cena show up on both shows now. Is he going to show up on Raw? I mean, the the assumption of him being a free agent is that he can go to both shows. Oh, yeah, I know that, but they announced he's coming to SmackDown, so... I was wondering. Yeah, but what they said what they said on Raw specifically was that after the July Fourth show, like he's coming back, he's coming back to SmackDown first, but he's a free agent, so he can go on either show. He's not signed; he can do whatever he wants. Why don't they explain it? Because I saw this when I watched SmackDown. I went, "Wait, what?" Because literally, this is their only fix. Is Nobody's watching the shows. Well, I guess we just need John Cena on it. I mean, that's fair. But it's a bad fix! Like, not in the sense that I don't want to see John Cena. Like, God, they've been doing great work with John Cena in the past year. But, for Christ's sakes, like, this is your fix? This can't just always be your fix of, let's put John Cena on it and hope it works out. Like, you actually need to put in the time and effort to build up these shows and characters. But it's WWE, so they're not. No, but instead, hey, here, let's have a segment. Let's tell you all, tune in next week when we'll find out what Roman Reigns' plans are for SummerSlam. You know what? I'm starting to be glad that we're not going to that show. Yeah. Because I hey, Owen, I, let, let me give you a spoiler for what's probably going to happen next week. I bet he's gonna challenge whoever wins the guy in the Universal Championship match at Great Balls of Fire to a match. You really struggled to whisper that one. And then maybe the Bing Bong will show up. And then he'll have to fight the Bing Bong. Yeah, I started to whisper, but then I just slipped into I'm annoyed voice. I mean, because you are annoyed. That's fair. Yeah, I'm really angry, it turns out. That's fine, because you know what happened today, John? What's that? I got my tickets for Battleground. I, I'm not going to be ringside, though. Because Unfortunate. One, the tickets were stupid, stupid expensive, and two, the, the pair I was looking at got sold. But I am in second row. So it's almost... It's almost good. Battleground will be a good pay-per-view, unlike Great Balls of Fire. Anyway, speaking of things that they're still doing, they're still doing the whole... Enzo and Cass, someone's attacking them backstage thing. What happened this time, John? Uh, Big Cass got jumped before the match. Did Big Show ha- show up again? 
Uh, he did, actually, because basically they, they lost the match. They had a match against the club. <laughs> Again, they're still doing it. Mm-hmm. And the club won because Big Cass was just, like, too dizzy and knocked out from being jumped. So he just, like, c- couldn't get his moves in. And the club was beating the shit out of him after the match. And then the Big Show showed up to, to make the save. And then why? Enzo thanked Big Show for helping him out before accusing him of jumping Cass. Why? I don't know why. Why would the Big Show care? He's the Big Show. He turns face and heel, at, you know, at the split seconds. We never know. He's walking. I mean, it's true. It does. It of all the people, the Big Show would make sense, but. We know it's the revival. John, what, what if Big Show actually top guys. has split personalities? One's a face and one's a heel. Okay, if they actually wanted to go that direction with Big Show, I would be totally on board. And he, and he can't remember the other ones? He, like, blacks out when he turns heel. That'd be great. WWE, I'm, if you're listening, this is free. This is free. You can You can do this. You can make the show better for John. They won't. I mean, they won't, but they should. Anyway, you want some stuff that'll make you happy? Oh, are we talking about SmackDown now? No. Oh, okay. Emma's back! Is it Emma or Emmalina? No, it's Emma! Evil Emma? Of course! But she's on the Raw women's division, so that can't be good. Yeah, there was a a six-woman tag. And guess what? He lost. The returning Emma took the tap out from Sasha Banks. Now, in fairness, it was because Alexa Bliss abandoned her, but still. Great. Back to square one. Come on. And again, in fairness, it also sort of makes sense that Alexa Bliss would abandon her because Emma showed up demanding a title shot. But still, come on. Yeah. You couldn't at least Emma look make her look sort of good. Like it's what Sasha Banks, fucking Dana Brooke. Come on. Are, are you excited for the feud with Sasha Banks that Emma's gonna have? I mean, in fairness, I'm excited for anything Emma does. Especially when she taps out. Are you excited for the tap out? Shut your goddamn mouth. Okay. You said everything. Shut your goddamn mouth! You, you said everything. Look, I'm just saying I'll watch Emma, okay? Yeah, she, she should be on SmackDown, though. Why isn't she a free agent? Shut up. Anyway, Cedric Alexander and Noam Dar had a match. Fuck off. I deal with them on 205 Live. I don't need to deal with them on this segment. This segment was actually one that I did very much enjoy and, and thought it was funny. Oh, I hated it. it. Because they showed it on 205 Live, I said, this is terrible. It was great! It wasn't a match! It was just fucking... And Noam Dar yelling at a phone! And the phone yelling over the loudspeaker for some reason. It was really good that they just... I really liked that they put uh, Alicia Fox's FaceTime on the Titan Tron. Did it Tyler Breeze style. I, I found it obnoxious, and then they did it again on 205 Live. I was like, no. Wait, they did it again on 205 Live? We'll get to it. 
okay, you only needed to do it once, guys. Come no, on. No, it's going to be a thing they do every week now. You know it. They're still doing it. Of course, it's raw booking. Come on. Anyway, so yeah, the main event was the uh, the two out of three falls match for the tag titles. Was this good? It was okay. I mean, look, we all know my opinion on the Hardys and their ability to put on matches. Uh, so there's going to be a ceiling for how good I think it is. Speaking of the Hardys, did you see their interview with Corey Graves on WWE Network? No, I didn't. Where he actually asked him about the broken characters? And he asked, that doesn't are we seem very kayfabe. Yes, are we going to see them in WWE? And they, Matt Hardy says, I, I hope so. We want to do it. Legally, we can't right now, but we're working on it. And uh, when it happens, and he, he pointed out, not if, when it happens, it's going to be the the biggest thing in WWE ever. And uh, oh, I thought he was going to say delightful. I said no. He said that the, the they really like when the people in the crowd chant for the broken stuff, and they should keep doing that. And then Jeff Hardy says, "Yeah." Well, and I guess we will. Jeff's like, yeah, my, my middle name is Nero. And uh, Matt's like, yeah, he's my brother, comma, Nero. They can't do anything <laughs> about that. They can't? It's true. It's good. It's good. It's a good interview. You should check it out. So, yeah. What if I told you that the first fall was won by the Shazaro? I don't like that name. But pretty cool, right? No, because they won we know the, first the, fall. Other, the Hardys are going to win the second fall. Yes, the Hardys did win the second fall. But do you know who won the third fall? Probably Shamus and Cesaro. No one. What? Double fucking countout. Oh, because of course it is. Because Shamus and Cesaro, they can never do a multiple falls thing. And of course, they're going to set this up and say, oh, they're going to have a rematch next week. Then they're going to have a rematch next week. And then they're going to have a rematch at Great Balls of Fire. Nothing's true. Everything is permitted, Owen. Next, Get excited for next week when they have a, a, uh, a Falls Count Anywhere tag match. So that was Raw. I hope everybody involved in it is in a pit of fire. Good. Good. Which I mean, talk to you about SmackDown, because SmackDown was pretty good this week. I don't know that I believe that, but okay. It's a go-home for, uh, for Money in the Bank. And they said, you know what we're going to do? Instead of doing a bunch of bullshit talking, we're going to wrestle. Because it's a wrestling show. And when we do talk, it's actually going to be good. So... We started off the show with an eight-man tag. And the New Day came out first. And they were followed out by a brass band. Because they were in New Orleans. It was uh, the, the Soul Rebels. Came yeah. out and they played them to the ring. It was awesome. And they had a big old parade and it was awesome. And the New Day said that they're going to win the belts. <coughs> and they're going to bring them into WrestleMania when they come back here. Next year. 
Then the Usos interrupted them. I mean, they did the thing where they mocked them because it's the Usos and they talk mad game. And then they were interrupted by Brazongo, who said that their day is actually not H, John. Did you know that the Usos' day actually is G? What? Do you know what the G stands for? No. Gross. These are gross. Sure, okay. And then in the surprise of all surprises, the colognes came out and they actually cut a promo on the fashion police. And it was actually pretty good. Okay. Because they actually talked down and they said, yeah, we don't, we, we didn't attack you. And we didn't attack your office when you accused us, but we're going to beat the shit out of you now. And also your fashion sense sucks. And then New Day said, we're going to have an eight-man tag match because New Day rocks. And they did. They had an eight-man tag. And it was a 20-minute match, and it was really good. Everyone had time in the ring. The clones actually like held up their own until until the end, because, of course, that's why they were in the match. And, uh, yeah, everyone hit a bunch of finishers. Uh, and that's it. And then, uh, at the end of the new day, did the th- they got the pin on the clones because the clones tied in and they forgot. Oh, the new day is actually a good wrestle team. Right then, yeah, it was fun. I I enjoyed it. It was a good way to kick off the show. And then I got to find out that John Cena is a free agent, and I went, "Why?" And your explanation was not good, John. I mean, it is right. Oh. Then we had a backstage segment, John. Where we okay. Had, do you like AJ Styles? <clears throat> sure. Oh, by the way, since you brought up Raw, uh, there's one thing I forgot to discuss, and I guess oh, it's also news. God damn it! What? Bray, you fucked up. Oh, you told me this. I, we don't. I don't think we need to go into details about it. That's the news, though. Bray, you fucked up. Bray is bad at relationships. That's all we had to say. Uh, hold on, I think there's one more thing to say about it. Bray is as good at relationships as he is at being a wrestler. Damn. Harsh. Wrestling character, that is. He's, not, a, he's a fine wrestler. Yeah, I'm saying not even fair, it's just harsh. But yeah. Oh, by the way. I, I think it's pretty fair now that I've clar- qualified it. Okay, okay. We also at the top of the show, along with the eight-man tag, they announced that we're going to have uh, Charlotte against Natalia, And we're going to have, in the main event, a six-man tag with the people in the Money in the Bank match. Because, of course, we are. It's the go-home show. But, let me get back to this backstage segment. Do you like AJ Styles, John? Yeah. You I like, hear he doesn't want any. Do you like Shinsuke Nakamura? Yeah, I hear that he has knees for days. They were back. They were uh, in a hallway talking, and like, yeah, we're, we're teaming up with Sami Zayn tonight. And uh, gotta watch out for him. He gets a little excited. He's a little overexcited about these big matches. And then Sami just walks in and starts like talking nonstop about strategy and stuff. It's really funny. And you just see AJ Styles like in Nakamura trying to respond, but he keeps getting they keep getting cut off by by Sami. Just like yeah, talking and talking and talking. It was real funny. When he walked off, uh, 
Nakamura says that I like him. And Salas just shook his head like, of course you do. It was fun. Sami Zayn's character right now is just really funny being a wrestling nerd. Okay. Then we had a backstage segment with the Mojo Raleigh being interviewed. Because remember, he had that shot at Money in the Bank last week, and he lost to Jinder Mahal, because of course he did. And he said that, yeah, that happened, but I'm going to take that loss, and I'm going to use springboard myself back to improve in myself, because I've got nothing else going on. Because I'm Mojo Raleigh. Right? Sure doesn't. Yeah, and until the person walked up behind him and tapped him on the shoulder... And it was Zack Ryder. It's, oh, wait, really? Zack Ryder was like, I'm back! The Hype Bros are back, baby! Let's do it! So yeah, Hype Bros uh, are back. Alright! I was like, yeah, that's cool. I like Zack Ryder. He's still got that beard. Also, so much for Mojo single push! Hey, you know what? It, the tag division could use another good team. Also... Last time I checked, they won that number one contenders battle royal when Zack Ryder got hurt. So they should probably get that title shot at some point, right? And I'm just saying, I'm pretty sure that the Andre Trophy is made of cursed gold. I mean, it is haunted by a ghost. It's true. That is anyway. Next match, we had Naomi against Tamina. Lana came out of ringside. As soon as the, uh, you know, right before the bell rang. And the match was fine. Just a television match. Uh, Naomi won with a split leg and moonsault off the top rope. And after after the bell rang and she was celebrating the win, Lana came in and decked her. And then she hit her new finisher, which is kind of cool looking. It's kind of like she hooks one leg and does like a spine buster. Wait, this is Lana? Yeah, Lana does like a hooked one, uh, uh, a one leg hooked uh, spine buster, like where she's like falls to the ground with them. It's pretty good. Okay, that's not the accolade, but okay. I don't know. She's she's got to do her own thing, man. I was really into her using the accolade. I thought that was great. She might, she might still do it because during the match when Lana came out, the crowd chanted, "We want Rusev." Oh man! I mean, they it. Are they wrong? In fairness, I want Rusev too. And like I'm saying, are they wrong? They, everyone wants Rusev. I mostly just want game critic Rusev though. The, the hockey playoffs are over. Come back, Rusev. Maybe we'll did show. he finish reading all those Harry Potter books yet? Maybe by next week he will. But uh, yeah, that was cool. Uh, then Jinder Mahal cut a promo because Jinder Mahal. And he pointed out, oh, Bob Orton's going to be at, uh, at in the front row of the crowd because, duh, it's in St. Louis. Of course he will be. And this whole thing about this match being about Randy's legacy is all garbage. Whatever. Then Randy Orton's music hit. And uh, he sent the Singh Brothers out to uh, greet him at the ramp. And you'll never guess what happened. What happened? Take a guess. An RKO! Out of nowhere! What? I can't believe the Randall Snake Man would get the jump on the Jinder Mahal like that. How is this possible? 
don't know. That's what happened. They're both bad. Yeah, uh, Jinder could be okay if he gets away from this. The Snake Man actually like has a decent program. I don't know about that. Come on, John. Give him time. Everyone hated the JBL run at first, and then got real good after a while. I want I want to give him the benefit of the doubt because I trust SmackDown's booking. I mean, I feel like the problem here is that, like, say what you will about JBL as a wrestler, I don't think super highly of him, and as a person, I really don't think super highly of him. Yeah. He's a good actor. And he's good at being just the biggest piece of shit on the planet. Which, in fairness, is because he is the biggest piece of shit of, on the planet. Fair. But I just don't think that Jinder has that in him. Well, no, I just don't think Jinder's a very good actor. Well, no one thought of that of JBL either. And then, like I said, that that came with time. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a chance. I I want to believe in. I want to believe in SmackDown's booking. I feel like we need to have Mistaken back on so that he can call you out for completely ignoring all the APA shit and just thinking that JBL was nothing when he clearly wasn't. No, no, he was fine. He was good in the APA. I'm talking about when the JBL character was formed, it just seemed like a dead gimmick. And then JBL got more comfortable in it and then went into what he became. Which is okay. one of the best heels ever on SmackDown. But, uh, yeah, remember the segment that we had with the three guys in the tag match? We had another one with the bad guys. And Kevin Owens is like, yeah, we don't need to be friends, but listen, if you punch me in the face and we all like get into a fight again, then we're going to go into Sunday at a disadvantage because we're all going to be real hurt. So let's just say, let's kill the other guys and make it a three-man ladder match. Because that's probably cool, right? Makes sense. Yep. So that's that was that segment. Then we had the, the Natalia Charlotte match. You'll never guess it was the Natalia Charlotte match. It was fine. Charlotte won. Wow. There's not much to say there. Remember when we had a Brazango earlier in that uh, tag match? Yeah. We had another Brazango segment because it was the Fashion Files. And Fandango was getting ready to go out in the town and celebrate after they won their match. Except that he went over to check on Tyler Breeze, and guess what? He was laid out. Oh no! And the office was destroyed again. Oh no! No, but here's the best part, John. Fandango walks in, sees him on the ground, like, all beat up, and he just, like, taps him with his foot to see if, like, if he's awake. Okay. And and Bree just, like, startly wakes up and goes, ah, whoa! And, and Fandango just nonchalantly goes, why are you lying on the floor? Because I got attacked! That's why. And, uh, then, then Breeze went on to describe what the attackers looked like while uh, Fandango was drawing a sketch. And he, the, the sketch was just two sick figures. But <laughs> no, Breeze said, yeah, that's, that, those are the men. We have to go. It's funny. Nailed it. 
It's real funny. I, I, I like the fashion files. I'm glad we got we still got one. And then the main event was the six man tag. Would you be surprised if Shinsuke Nakamura's entrance is still bad? I mean, you keep saying it is, so I guess I have to believe it. You should you should watch it on Sunday when the when the fake explosion happens and it totally disrupts the song and you go, Oh, I listened to this cool song and then this explosion happened without any visual thing. That's weird. And then what if I tell you that during the entrance they went to commercial because fuck Shinsuke Nakamura's entrance. They cut Again, it off. Sounds like something they'd do. They cut it off. Cut his mic. The match was good, because of course it was. And uh same but the, surpri- the surprise is that Sami Zayn pinned Baron Corbin off the Haluva kick again. The Haluva kick's becoming a, a an actual finisher again. Can you believe it? No. Remember all the times on Raw that he would hit it and people would just kick out because fuck the Haluva kick? Actually I don't remember that. That's because you didn't wrestle much. I I feel like you might be overstating that a bit. I feel like there were a bunch of times where he would hit the Haluva kick and then immediately get fucked up and because lol Sami Zayn. Yeah. I'm saying, but I, I feel like they did a good job of like protecting the Haluva kick and making it still look like a good move, even while making Sami Zayn look like a complete nutter goober. Yeah, well, on SmackDown, and like the the few people that like weren't taken down by the Haluva kick, I mean, come on, Baron Corbin. I mean, Baron Corbin is probably going to win the briefcase. So, I'm sorry, not Baron Corbin. I meant uh, Braun. Yeah. Okay. Fair. I mean, come on, Bing Bong. Bing bong. Fair enough. But the point is that it's becoming a... They're, they're really doing a great job establishing it by having to beat Baron Corbin with it. And then, after that, guess what happened, John? Because it's the go-home show. It's the end of the show. Everybody fights! Everybody fights with ladders! And tries to climb up and grab the empty briefcase. You know Wasting got- your energy, guys. There's nothing in those. Well, the symbolism, you know? They're practicing. Because some of those guys got knocked off the ladder pretty high up, and I was surprised that they, they took those bumps on the go-home show, but I'm like, okay. Guess who ended up with the briefcase? I'm going to say Nakamura. You would be correct. Yay! And then... Nakamura- I actually just guessed that. And then Nakamura showed up on, to, on, uh, on Talking Smack. Did he have the briefcase? No. No. But also, he was in a, a show where you talk for a long period of time unscripted. And Nakamura is super weird, and I love it. Because the start of it, he asks, can I speak in Japanese? <laughs> and Renee's kind of like, I, I guess so? And he did. <laughs> and then JBL was there so he could respond to him in Japanese, and Renee's like, yeah, we can't do this. <laughs> no one can understand what you guys are saying. It was good. You should you should watch that part of Talking Smack because it's fun. Uh, then two o five live happened, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie, it was not that great. What are you telling me that the purple ropes was kind of terrible and maybe shouldn't exist? Yeah, I'm starting to like. Sometimes it's good. Like last week was good. Not no, not this week. 
Did you enjoy seeing them do the Alicia Fox thing again? Well, that, that's not what happened first. First, I gotta point out that uh, the show opened with Titus O'Neil going to Kira Tozawa and trying to convince him to join the Titus brand. And he's like, as part of this, yo, I got you in the main event of 205 Live tonight against TJP. The first ever Cruiserweight champion. So... That's a thing. Cool. Also, Tom Phillips is no longer on 205 Live. Wait, really? Uh-huh. Who replaced him? Vic Joseph, the guy who's been doing main event. New guy. Who? New guy. Okay. okay. What's what's his deal? I He seems bland. I I miss Tom. I like Tom and Corey have such a great chemistry. These guys really don't. It, it bumped me out. Maybe that's why I didn't like the show, because it didn't have Tom Phillips there. But now I can talk to you about Cedric Alexander fighting Ari Davari. And them showing the thing from Raw, to which I went, uh, that sounds annoying. Sure was! And you'll never guess that Noam Dar showed up near the end of the match with the what? Fox on the FaceTime trying to distract them. Oh my god, I can't believe it. How could you do such a thing? And then Ari Devari rolled up Cedric Alexander. And then he kicked out and hit the lumbar check because of course Cedric can't lose. I mean, you say that, but this is WWE. Yeah, that's weird. People get, get distracted still somehow win their matches. It doesn't make sense. That happens on 205 like all the time. Look, I'm okay with that happening occasionally, but I was more saying, this is WWE, people that can't lose matches, going on and losing those matches happens all the time. Not on 205 Live, apparently. But yeah, then Cedric stole the phone, said, I can't hear you at Alicia Fox, even though it was over the loudspeaker, and then hung up on her. That was the segment. Cool. Do you like Austin Aries? Yeah. Austin Aries showed up to address the WWE Universe. He admitted that okay. he couldn't get the job done on Sunday. He's like, not making excuses. Like, I just lost. Also, lol, I'm hurt now. And I have to take time off because I'm not medically cleared. He's made a paper mache. He's constantly getting hurt. But then I have I have heard some talk that this might be this might be kayfabe. Okay, well, whatever. He's he's taking time. He, off. Yeah, he he has a new book that he's promoting. Okay, whatever. So it it could be that he's. So I I don't really know the specifics to be honest, but I would not be surprised if part of the taking the time off is to promote this book. I would believe it. But then Tony Nese showed up, because he's Tony Nese. I, I don't know why he showed up. and No, thank you. Talking shit. And then Jack Gallagher showed up and broke William III over him. And now they're going to now they're gonna fight next week. And also next week... I mean, it's true. We're going to get uh, Mustafa Ali versus Drew Gulak again. At least we had a video this week of 
them showing off how great Mustafa Ali is with his high flying stuff and then being interrupted by Drew Gulak saying, Actually, no. Actually, this is very bad. And everyone should side with me because I'm a I'm a politician and fuck the high flying. I like Drew Gulak. I just wish he gets to wrestle more. Or at least show up with his megaphone, because his megaphone's real fun. The main event was TJP versus Akira Tozawa. Guess what? Akira Tozawa won. It's weird that when TJP came out, the uh, Greg announced him as the first ever WWE Cruiserweight Champion. That's part of his thing now. I know, but it's kind of like how they call Nakamura the, the artist known as during the entrance. They're, I don't like them putting the nicknames into the into the uh, the announcing to the ring. I actually don't have a problem with it. I think the I think it's I think it's a cool thing. I think that it makes the nicknames actually matter and mean something. The problem is they're just picking bad nicknames. That that's part Art. of the thing. It's, why I was like, don't do it because they're not very good. And you're reminded. Remember when they were calling Neville the new sensation? Oh, he's, the, he's the taste of a generation. Neville. Nope. Also, at the show ended with the uh, with Tyson Neal and Neville backstage talking. Neville's mad about Akira Dozawa. Possibly getting a title shot. Okay. Grr, I'm mad. That's that's 205 Live. It was whatever. That's why I didn't really talk about it much. But how was NXT? Because I, I caught some of it. That was okay. Just okay? Really, I didn't catch all of it. You didn't catch the main event? No, I didn't. Oh, that's the part I missed, too. I, I, I know what happened, obviously. I know what happens as well. So, tell me about the XT then, which was tonight's episode. It's a lot of squash matches, and a lot of just check out these video promos. That's what XT is, though. <clears throat> True, but, you know, I, I, I think it's interesting, you know, how we were talking about how basically Raw doesn't know how to do squash matches anymore, or build things like that, and here is just show there's nothing but uh, squash matches. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. Talk to me about it. Fine. Drew McIntyre had a match against some dude that I don't remember his name, but he looks like a taller Sam Callahan. John, how do you not know Rob Ryzen? That's Rob Ryzen? Yeah. You know, the, guy, the guy that used to dress up as a Super Saiyan, remember? Or the Guinea Oh, that's him? Guy. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So I'm like, why? I thought you'd be excited about him. I don't know, man. Now it just looks like fake Sam Callahan. I was like, wait, what the fuck? Solomon Crow, you're not here anymore. Yeah, he's in Lucha Underground. Boy, is he ever. How's that show going? Are you getting ready to write articles about it? Yeah, I need to actually finish the last week's episode. Yeah, you should get on that. I should. This was a squash match, though, yes? Oh, yeah, totally. No, Drew McIntyre fucking kicked his ass. It wasn't even a question. Good. It was, it was quick and easy. 
Authors of Pain also had a squash match against some two other dudes whose name I didn't get. One was dressed in red and one was dressed in blue. They didn't last very long. Okay. And guess what? What? Then Paul Ellering was like, yo, you know all these other teams? They suck. We beat them all. He's not wrong. And then Heavy Machinery was like, what's up? I like Heavy Machinery. Yeah. I wasn't saying like I don't like Heavy Machinery. I was just saying like they came out and were like, "What's up? Did they, you haven't beaten did us." They, did they say "Boom Shakaloo"? No, they mostly just got in their face. It was like, "You're beating us. We'll take your titles." They rubbed their bellies. No. Ugh, come on, they got lean into that stuff. I love that stuff. No, they just did the typical. I'm gonna get in your face and yell at you, and then the the heels were like, "Oh, we're just gonna leave. Whatever." That's a bummer. We don't need this. We're title mans. Yes, yes, they are the title mans. This is correct. Look at our belts. I, I have looked at their belts. Their belts are quite shiny. They're shiny. Mm-hmm. Shiny belts. What else we got? Uh, they showed a promo video for Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville's cool. She is pretty cool. Did, did someone yell Mortal Kombat? No. Oh, okay. Sub-Zero. They had another squash match. Yeah. This time it was. Yeah, Velveteen Dream. Yeah, Velveteen Dream's still still pretty cool. I like that kind of cartwheel thing they slam thing that he does. Cool. Yeah. Shame that Raul Mendoza sucks. Who? The guy for uh, Raul Mendoza. Or whatever his name is. I thought you were saying Ram Dog. I'm like, wait, what? No. Come on. You know that if he fought the Ram Dog, the Ram Dog would have, like, actually just eaten him. <laughs> That's fair. Anything else? Uh, yeah, there was. God, wait, what was the other match? There was a women's match, aside from the women's match. So- oh God! Of course, it was uh, Ember Moon, Ember Moon, Peyton Royce. No, that's next week. Oh, that was next week. Yeah, they announced it. They had the backstage segment with the you know as the iconic duo do have someone film them on their phone. In the you're right. Center. I'm sorry, I got confused. It was just the main event. And then what happened was that Ember Moon came out of the trainer's office and signed the thing saying she's cleared. So she's gonna. You're right. You're right. I got I got confused. Peyton Royce next week, which. Yep, it was just the main event. I hate that. I, I don't want Peyton Royce to get killed by the Ember Moon. I'm all for it. I cocked to her the best. Nope. Okay, so the main event was a triple threat rematch from Chicago. It was Asuka against the Ruby Riot against uh, Nikki Cross, yes? Mm-hmm. How did that go? Well, first off, Ruby Riot just straight up gets pinned by Oscar. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that, that makes sense because I really would w- rather see Nikki Cross and Oscar just throw hands. Does it though? Ruby Riot's not ready yet. Really, she's. I good. agree. Ruby Riot's definitely not ready, but the problem then gets into. But wait. What's Asuka's character supposed to be? Are they now tr- pulling back on the heel thing? 
No, she just kills because, everyone. Because heel on heel isn't exactly a great program. Well, that's fair, yeah. And, like, I get that we like Nikki Cross because she's crazy and scary and that, like, those would just be good matches, but I don't think that that's smart from a storyline perspective. Mm-hmm. Whatever, it's NXT. They can, they, got away, they can get away with it just in the middle of a match. It's true. I mean... The, but the problem is that, you know, it doesn't end. Like, the it, the match is a no contest. Wait, what? Yeah. What, why? The fight backstage. Okay. The match just ends. The, the, they just leave. No winner. Double count out. They just keep fighting. Wait, until they fight to the backstage. There's no count outs in triple threat. I mean, match. they just leave. I mean, I know that there's no John, count out. They, they just leave. But here's the thing. What if we come back next week and they're still fighting and the match is still going? <laughs> the show opens with them coming through like the door into full sail, still fighting. That, that would be, be so really good. funny. That'd be great. I'd love that. Make it happen. I mean, they already taped it, so we don't know. So it's already determined, but I make it happen. Is that-, that would be really funny if they did that, but I would be very surprised if they did that. Eh, you know. They, they did the Bodal stuff, so you never this know. This isn't Lucha Underground, is all I'm saying. I'm saying they did the Bodal stuff, so you never know. They're not going to do all night long and then, say, and then say, whoops, it didn't end, so we're just going to begin the next show with the match and then do it. Also, remember, this is the same place that had the Dean Ambrose thing. With Seth Rollins, where they drove away and came back later in the night. But that was part of the same show. That's, well, yeah. This is only an hour show. We'll see. Is that, is that it for NXT? Yeah. Well, there's only one thing left to do, John. What's that? I get to tell you my predictions for Money in the Bank, which is this oh, Sunday. Oh, God, that's right. That is this week. Again, John, did you just zone out when I talked about SmackDown, which was the go-home show? Yeah, I did. Thanks. Actually. Thanks. I'm glad I was so enthralling with my coverage. You're welcome. Happy to help. Asshole. Do you have the list of matches to spit at me? Naomi versus Lana for the SmackDown Women's Championship. You know who I think is going to win? Who's that? It's going to win. Really? Yeah. Let's do really? it. Why, why not? Because she hasn't really done anything. Yeah. And then, she's, ever. then the person's going to cash in the money in the bank on her immediately. Who's fuck Lana? Mm. Okay. Also. All right. One of the briefcases needs to get used up quickly. Because it's a two-hour show and you don't want two briefcases going around for a whole year. Or maybe you do. Who knows? I, Work for Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, but my prediction is Lana wins the belt and then my pick in the next match is the person that cashes in and beats her. Jinder Mahal versus oh, Randy Orton oh, for the WWE Championship. Well, it's not going to be one of these two people to cash in, I can tell you that much. But, uh, obviously Jinder's going to win. Because Randy's in his hometown. 
it, it yep. never works out. Nope. Also, I hope Ginger slaps Bob Orton in the damn face. Because he deserves it. Oh, man. You you know what Bob Orton's done. I know what he did! I'm just saying, he deserves it. The Usos versus The New Day for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. I think the Usos are going to retain here. It's going to be a good match. Yeah, it seems likely. But they're, they're going to cheat somehow. To, like, we're not, not so much cheat as, you know, use their thing where they tag when they don't see it coming and win. I think that, yeah, and then I think uh, that's going to set up to them having another match at uh, at Battleground where the New Day do get the belts. By the way, John, speaking of the New Day, have you seen the poster for Money in the Bank? Because it's incredible. Yeah, I have. It's something, all right. I love it. With the Because it's so cool how the, the ladders make up the Emerald City. It's so clever. I like it a lot. For those who don't know, it's a Wizard of Oz, Yellow Brick Road theme. It's very good. Again, very timely. Wizard of Oz is always timely. WWE always on the forefront of being relevant to the kids. Also, John, if you see the New Day's you know, entrance... 54, Owen. What? I'm just saying, the New Day's entrance is... you know, the, the floor is the Yellow Brick Road, so it makes sense. Yes, I'm fully aware it is. It's cool. Also, the... You know, they have rainbows somewhere over the rainbow. The money in the bank match for the women's white briefcase. I like the white briefcase. It's very cool. Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair versus Natalia versus Tamina versus Carmella. With James Ellsworth. James Ellsworth is someone. Quite the contrary, he is very vocal, sir. No, he sh- okay, he should be silent. I disagree. I think James Ellsworth is great. Shut your damn mouth. Tell me who's gonna win. I-, I love when he yells, "Duh!" It's so obnoxious. Speaking of him, I think he's gonna help Carmella win the briefcase. I actually, I have very few opinions on this on this pay-per-view at all, That's but fair. I actually do believe that, that that would happen. Like, that was what I was thinking, too, is that that would be a smart way. And hear me out here, what if it would then lead to Carmella cashing in on Naomi? No, I think she's going to cash on Lana. Does a heel cashing in on a heel? I know. I'm aware. That... Just so you just want bad things to happen? Just because WWE wants to surprise us. We have Lana winning the belt for a second, and then that sets her up as a contender in the future. But that's a bad surprise. I'd like it. I like Lana. It's fun. I I like to have fun, John. Also, I'm probably going to be wrong, so whatever. Just let me make my prediction. You're just a bad person. Anyway, yes. let's talk about the men's Money in the Bank ladder match for the blue briefcase. Yes. The Kevin Owens versus the Edge Styles. Yeah, that's how you pronounce that. Versus Baron Trump. Nope. He likes anime, I hear. No, no, try again. That's not how you pronounce that. 
versus Sami Zayn, who is an anime. Yes. Versus the Dolph Ziggler, who sucks. Fair. Versus Shinsuke Nakamura, who, if I said was an anime, that would be racist. Excuse me, John, it's the, the artist known as Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, right, he's Prince, my bad. Yes, he, and, and also Michael Jackson and Freddie Mercury. He's the WWE's rock, uh, you know, local rock star. Is he going to let the elevator break us down? I mean, if he had an elevator, he would make this match a lot faster. True. But who's going to win out? I think this match is going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. Because remember when Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were in the Intercontinental title ladder match? Yes. It was great. Do you remember when AJ Styles was in any match? Yeah. It's great. Nakamura is also great. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler, he can step it up sometimes. We're not going to talk about that match he had with Nakamura at Backlash. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, the Baron Corbin is going to win the briefcase. I think that's a pretty solid pick because he's a heel. And he's can be... You know, all high and mighty with his briefcase showing to people, look at me, I put a wolf on it. Because you know, Glass wolf. You know he's going to put a cool ass wolf on that briefcase. Glass wolf. Yeah. But, uh, that's my, that's my pick. But, what if it was made out of leather, like an attache case? I mean, they already did the leather briefcase once. That did not work out well for that person. Oh no! Also, they don't wrestle anymore, so that's just letting you know. Wait, really? Yeah. He 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 left Impact, and now he doesn't wrestle anymore. He's not he's not even doing indie stuff. No. What? I don't think so. I might be wrong. I need to look this up. I'm you looked that up while I right say now. that if Baron Corbin doesn't win, I could also see Sami Zayn as a possible person who. Every time he's about to cash in, he like starts talking a whole bunch, and by the time he finishes and hands it to the referee, uh, the person's already left the arena. I think that'd be really good. Like, damn it, every time! I'm so close, but I just can't close my damn mouth. Have, have you looked it up, John? There is no updates on what... Aaron Stevens has been up to since leaving Impact. See, that's what I told you. It's not wrestling right now. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Keep keep the leather briefcase away from people. It's cursed. But he was the grand champion! Yeah, but is it really that grand when it's on Impact Wrestling? Well, no, but... Yeah. That's like saying I'm I'm the king of Shit Mountain, which Man. may or may not be a match at Impact, where you have to take the ship briefcase and climb up a ladder and hook it up. Sure. Is is it- do you know who is the current uh, Impact Wrestling Grand Champion? Nobody. Moose actually. Oh, Moose is f- cool. I didn't know that Moose was on Impact now. That's sure. Yeah, yes, he is. You know who we took the title from? Who? Drew Galloway. 
Whoever that is, I've never heard of that I guy. I don't know who that is. John, we should, yeah, this show's... No idea. We should have to show up. You mean this is a bad show that we shouldn't do anymore? No, it's a great show that we're going to do every week. Oh, man. Sorry. Well, you should do the part where you start plugging things. Oh, man. John, do your job. This has been Heel Turn, a production of ProWrestling.Cool. It's not just cool... It's dot cool. A little more enthusiasm, please. It's a website! There we go. It's a website. It is. Check it out. It's a website. It's an actual URL, prowrestling.cool. People don't believe that for some reason, but it is. Yeah, there's no write-ups this week because it's E3 week, and you should be watching games being played instead of reading our articles, but... And in fact, you are doing that, so whatever. Yeah, well, you're probably listening to this next week, so that's that's cool. We'll have we'll be, we'll resume our regular schedule. Can they find us on social media? Yeah, man, we got Twitter at the Heel Turn. We got a Facebook at facebook.com/slash/pwdotc. We have our Mixler at mixler.com/slash/zonecast. Our Twitch at twitch.tv/slash/ozoneonline. Um, yeah. And uh, if you, we got a bunch of cool stuff. If you tune in to the show live, which we air every Wednesday at nine thirty p.m. Eastern time, then uh, and you you comment in the chat, we may read your comment on the air and give you credit for it, like our friend Mashdown Babylon over on Mixler who contributed greatly tonight, and we appreciate you for tuning in. Heck yeah, we do. That's the benefits of tuning in live and not just listening to the podcast version. Be a dude. Or a dude lady. Yeah. Or lady dude. Or whatever you want to be. You can be whatever you want. We don't care. Yeah, it's twice. So long as you're not WWE. Because they're bad. And, and we're also bad. For for watching it. That's fine. We, you're, you're, we're all in this together. And uh, this Sunday will be Money in the Bank. And when, next time you hear from us... We'll be in a world where there are one or two briefcases on the loose. So uh, we'll be back again next Wednesday, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. And until then... I'm hungry. Eat something. I will, if you let me stop talking. No. Let, let, the, let the music let the music fill you in. To, eat, eat the music. You know, I've been trying to do that for years. That doesn't actually work. That I just still remain hungry. Well, that's that's a you problem. This podcast is a part of the Zonecast Network, produced and edited by Owen Douglas. Find more of our shows at zonecast.com.